And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much there, Mr. Legendary John Bon Jovial. Welcome aboard, friends and neighbors and listeners around the world. We are so happy to have you here with us again today for another, we think, great show. We've got some great music for you. We've got a new guest. We've got a returning guest, and we're ready to get started. We're going to do it right now with this tune from a gal who calls herself simply Townsend. The tune is Stay. Thank you. 
wow. <laughs> Passionate, emotionally evocative. Oh, you can feel the angst in the, in the in the vocals. Stay tells the story of coming to terms with the end of a relationship while secretly hoping her partner will change. It's a pop rock track that kind of features a very bittersweet melody, embodies the feeling of having mixed emotions. Townsend penned the five-track EP in its entirety herself. It features vulnerable, genuine tracks inspired by her observations and real-life experiences with, of course, the common theme of love. The songs explore a wide range of relationship-focused topics. This is on her full EP, and I can't wait to hear the rest of the EP, the other four tracks, after listening to Stay. John Bon Jovial, your thoughts? It's a very powerful tune, and I think in tune with today's standards towards contemporary music. Uh, It is something that I think has the potential to really stand out, and uh, there are certain aspects of the orchestration that I'm not going to say I was disappointed in because that would never be the case. I wouldn't say that, but I think that there are certain aspects of the production that could have, if they'd done it a little bit more in an original fashion, could could really put it over the top. Now, as it stands, I think it's a great song, and I think it can do well, but I think it could do phenomenally well with a few adjustments. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. She, she's still taking the music scene by storm, though. In 2019, she played the Pensacola Beach Songwriters Festival, shared the spotlight with several award-winning songwriters, Jeremy Bussey, uh, who wrote for Jason Aldean and Ashley McBride, among others. She had, see, Brian White was on the show, uh, Jerry Vandiver, Scott Southworth, and a few others. And uh, she's, she's won quite a few awards, and she's really started making a name for herself and uh, I look forward to a lot more from Townsend. Stay is the lead single off her current self-titled EP, which should be easy to remember, Townsend. It's out now. For more information on Townsend, visit her website, as well as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And do check her background story, because there is quite a story there that we don't really have the time to go into. But uh, if you like her music, you'll really be touched by her story. Be sure and check it out. We're here on the David Bowers Awards for another week of music, merriment, and all kinds of fun stuff. Before we get to our first the David Bowers Awards, we want to make special note of the fact that we're saluting our flagship broadcast station, WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York. Now, we record this show early. It plays on WRFZ on Saturdays. And so tomorrow, which at this time would be Sunday, November 21st, WRFZ, Rochester Free Radio, will be celebrating their fifth anniversary. Five years playing the greatest local and indie music, talking with local artists, and of course, serving the people of the Rochester, New York Metro. So John and I and all the crew here at the David Bowers Awards salute Rochester Free Radio. And if you happen to be listening to this on Saturday, November 20th, Be sure and tune in to Rochester Free Radio tomorrow, Sunday, November 21st, for their all-day special. And our first The David Bowers Award this week goes to a uh, kind of a personal friend as well as an indie promoter. Her name is Brynn Lee Ouellette. 
She is a, an independent music promoter, artist promoter. She's been a hardworking voice for indie artists for some time. We've worked with her on several occasions. We've even had a couple of artists that we have found through and as a result of her work as a volunteer music promoter. Now, due to health problems, it's now our turn to help her out. She's moving home to Vermont to be with her family. She's not giving up her work, however. She will continue to promote indie artists and their music, help and support the indie music world that she so much loves throughout her health battle. And you can help by contributing what you can to her Homeward Bound Fund via PayPal. So join us in supporting this amazing lady and helping her return home and make it a very special Christmas for her. Brentley Ouellette and her PayPal Homeward Bound Fund. If you have trouble finding it, drop me a line at david at thedavidbowers.com. I'll help you get the link to that. But uh, please help her out if you can. We thank you so much, Bren. You're a credit to yourself, and we really value you here in the indie music business. Thank you for all you do. Our salute also, again, to our friends at WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York, for their fifth anniversary. We wish them many more. Right now, it's time to get to our first guest, and we're going to do that all the way from Finland. He calls himself Tom Tika, his band, The Missing Hubcaps. Check it out. Here he is with This Is My Happy Face.
right now. Tom Tika, come on in and say hello. Hey, how you doing? Doing great, Tom. So glad to have you here with us. What part of Finland are you in? Uh, I'm in Helsinki. And, uh, Helsinki? Yeah. It's, it's south uh, of Finland, the capital. Yeah. It's one that I've heard of, yes. I remember, I remember <laughs> that from <laughs> high school, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, hey, you know, I remember it because it's got it's got the word hell and sin in it, so. Yeah. Yes, right. Well, you weren't supposed to say that, but. <laughs> oh, sorry. Listen, so glad to have you here with us. I know that there's a story that goes with a lot of songs. Most songs have some kind of a story, but you have a story behind this particular song and perhaps the entire album. Tell us about This Is My Happy Face. Well, the song is about uh, white middle class male, <laughs> you know, being lost in the world. I think that um, the, the reason why I wrote it was that uh, we, we live in a world where we're basically uh, we're very concerned about you know human rights and, and I'm, 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 I'm I am too everybody should be but yet at the same time I've often felt that um, you know even if if the white middle class male has everything going great for him he still needs support every once in a while. And I think that's, you know, being part of that, part of that group, I find it sometimes very, very difficult to walk up to somebody and say, like, look, I'm sad. I need a shoulder. I don't think men do that. And especially when, you know, we go back 10 years when I got divorced, um, I I realized that uh, really when you start negotiating, at least in Finland, you know, um, when you start negotiating who has the kids when and custody issues and what have you, you know, it's it's a system that favors women, and it's very difficult for men to get get heard, and also to also to things that I think you know should basically uh, be improved. And so I, when I sat down and and I needed a title track for the album, I thought that uh, I'll write a song that's a little bit more poetic than 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 well, you know, not all the songs in the album because some of them are, but but poetic in the sense that. Um, you know the image that you have um, <laughs> is, is a little bit more artsy there, and 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 that's really what the song is about. It's it's saying that look, I get it. The plight of the white middle class male is not the most pressing issue in the world. Doesn't even make top two hundred, but <laughs> we do need help and support every once in a while. And and I'm sort of sick and tired, but we're not, we're not allowed to uh, 
asked for. Absolutely. I can, I can relate, and I'm, I'm sure John and m- most of our listeners can too, because uh, most of us were brought up in a time and period when uh, it was it was looked down on. Uh, men just did not show their weaknesses. It wasn't the proper thing to do, and I can understand where you're coming from, and I, believe me, I get your point. John, you had a question. Well, yeah, I, just a, more of a comment than anything else, but I can remember, uh, you know, the day, like you said, you know, the the, uh, the alpha male, the strong shoulder to cry on, you know, honey, I'm home, where's my dinner, in the old black and white days, <laughs> uh, but uh, the thing that really kind of frosts my butt these days, and there's been a trend now for probably about 15 years, portraying a man as a bumbling idiot in, in commercials, in television mm. programs, <laughs> uh, you know, certainly in in, sit, in sitcoms, but and, and to a degree in. Uh, dramas on TV and in movies, and uh, you know, I personally myself, I just I think it's offensive as all get out. I mean, and if you think about romantic movies as well, you know, it, it's yes. kind of weird. It, you know, just pick any. There's there's a woman who be, who behaves badly and, and just makes somebody's life hell, a guy's life hell, and at the end of the day, he just smiles and uh, you know, just everything's fine. Yeah. And I, and you know, I it, but then again, it's you know, it, I'm scared to even say this stuff. You know, that, that's that's why I'm kind of – I'm trying to find the right words because, you know, if you say the wrong thing, then people are going to crucify you and say that. In this day but, and but, age um, of uh, social media, you know, it's really easy to become – to get crucified by people that you don't even know, have, you know, negative yeah. comment after negative comment piled on top of you. And, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's one of those things, well, you know, I can be, you know, as bold as I want to because this is an anonymous person who I will never ever meet in my life, and if they ever did, and they said something like that to the person's face, the chances that this person saying that would have their face adjusted is pretty good. But anonymously, <laughs> they can get away with it. Yeah, exactly. no, but, but just like you said about about the movies, and then I sort of added that that uh, angle in. But I mean, you know, if I think just you know, the song also was born out of the fact that I, I remember I was I was down one day and I remembered all the times that I had been told by women relatives as well that you know you're a man tough it out. Imagine if you walked up to your wife or some female relative and said that you're a woman tough it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. you couldn't do that. You wouldn't do it. It would be you. It would feel completely inappropriate. But yet, yet again, you know, even if we. Even these days, I think sometimes the the question of equality, it's kind of, you know, it's 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 become topsy turvy a little bit in some issues these days. Yeah, I agree. In in many respects, the more we try to achieve what we perceive as equality, the more unequal we become. Yeah. I mean, it it, yeah. it can be a a self defeating prophecy in that respect. Now you touched on. Your past, you mentioned your divorce and, you know, what's gone on in the past. For our listeners who are not familiar with Tom Tika, tell us a little bit about your past, where you've come from musically, how you got to where you are now. That's a long story. I started playing guitar when I was six. And uh, my, uh, my parents were music fanatics. There was always music on. Um, I, I've got this... Uh, very vivid memory of my dad coming home 
on, on a Friday night or every Friday, and, and he'd, he'd pour himself and my mom a stiff drink, and then the records would come out. You know, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, and we'd, you know, they would just listen to music all night. And that's, that's really how I, that's, that was my education to music, listening, those, listening to those albums. And, and he'd been a merchant marine in his youth, so he had all these international versions of, for example, the Beatles' Revolver or the King's first album. I remember the Revolver was, was sort of a weird Brazilian version, and then, then we had the Italian version of, of the King's first album. And and that, so that was part wow. of the you know those Friday nights. He, we just didn't listen to just the, I mean we listened to the music. He was explaining it to me, but he was also telling me sailor stories. You know which port he got the record from, and you know just some yeah. of them. Some yeah. of those stories were pretty wild. So, but I mean, that, that's how I got so yeah. So when I was six, I you know I asked my parents to get me a guitar, and and, and that's little by little I started learning the basics and. You know, probably uh, um, might have been, must have been seven when I wrote my first song. And really, that, that's, that's where it all started. Um, and then I was 16 when I got my first recording contract, and, and um, but nothing came out of that. And then 21 when I got my sort of uh, my, my first official one that I actually signed and then an EP was released. But little by little, you know, uh, learned to write, learned to sing. Gotcha. Now you signed. You you've had some experience breaking into the business, quote unquote. What's what's the business, music business climate like in Finland for an indie artist? I don't release the stuff in Finland at all anymore. So um, really, I work with them. No, not at all. I um, I work with MTS Records. Uh, you know, that's that's an American label. And and so I release um, Hopcap stuff through MTS, and then FBP Music Group, which is based out of Frankfurt, Germany, releases the impersonator. Mm-hmm. So, um, the Carmen Gray was signed by Sony BMG in Finland, uh, and and that was uh, 2005. And that's obviously when the songs uh, Carmen Gray's tracks played on the radio here, and I was uh, very much part of what was happening. I, I kind of knew what was happening here, what was hot and, you know, the radio station and what have you, all the people who worked uh, there. And uh, But then again, you know, after Carmen Gray folded and, and the impersonators <laughs> were born and I, I turned a new leaf, I never looked back. I, we had, I had had the hits in Finland already that, that one can have, you know, and, okay. and I, I, I wasn't going to travel, you know, this is awful because if somebody from Finland is listening, um, I, I didn't want to go around the country, you know, the umph time there was, mm-hmm. I'd done it, I'd done it. Um, and, and then I just, you know, that's hence I contacted SBP music group in, in, in Germany. And, and then, um, a little bit later, Michael Stover in the States, uh, sort of, um, you know, more interested in those markets. And Michael is a good man. We've uh, we've been working with Michael for several years now, and uh, very happy to work with him. And also talking with his artists, they have nothing but good things to say for him. He keeps racking up all these awards around the world, so he can't be doing <laughs> something. Anything. He can't be doing a lot wrong, and he's definitely doing a lot. No, he's really yeah, he's amazing. We really have a lot of respect for Michael. I'm glad you were able to uh, connect with him. I think you 
have a good pairing going there. Now, before we run out of time, which is rapidly approaching, I'm told, I want to give you a chance, as we do all of our guests, to sell yourself and your product, tell the folks how they can find you, follow you, get in touch with you, and, of course, most importantly, buy your music. If you like retro-flavored pop rock, um, bands like Tom Penny and the Heartbreakers, Beatles, Rolling Stones, a um, little bit of Aerosmith there probably, Beach Boys Harmonies, uh, you should check out my stuff. You can find the stuff on all streaming platforms, and if you want to find out about uh, my career or what's coming next and what what's happened, uh, just go to www.tomtika.com. It's got all the information that, that you possibly um, you need to know. I, it, it's all there. The music videos, the lyrics, everything you'll find uh, on those web pages. Fantastic. And for those of you listeners who uh, can't read the print on your radio or your uh, internet receiver, that's Tom Tika, T I K K A. Yeah, let's see the curry page. Yeah, there you go. But it's 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 finished for a woodpecker. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom. We've got uh, just a few moments left here. We're going to have to wrap this up. And I wanted to give you a chance to introduce this next track, or at least tell us very briefly about it, because this is your newest release, and this is a world world premiere for a uh, podcast program. And we want to give you a chance to introduce by 2022 um it's it's my uh new year song uh you know i, I thought that uh, i'm always trying to look for a new angle so when i sat down to write it i thought that'd be nice to write a song sort of a song that could be interpreted as a love song but but really i'm singing it to the year 2022 and so i wanted to try that it's almost like a letter that you write to the new year and um it's it turned out real well, I think. I it it had the lyrics of the old Lang Syne in the in the outro or under the last choruses and all sorts of uh, things that uh, I experimented with. There's a really cool sort of a middle eight bit with with the bass. Uh, I like the bass melody there, and, and I'm very proud of that. But it's a uh, it's a track, you know. Basically, the main message is I'm hoping that. 2022 will be a whole lot better than 2021 was and and not that i had a bad year i had a great year but you know one tends to always only look at the negative stuff my dad yes, used to say and he was a merchant marine and he used to say that you know when i was complaining he says are you alive i said yeah well then <laughs> then you're doing good <laughs> so, hey man so it gotta, depends on your point of view We've got to take the time to appreciate what we do have instead of dwelling on what we don't have. And we're really appreciative of that, as we're appreciative of you having come and spent time with us today. We look forward to you keeping in touch with us because you're part of the family now, and we'd like to know what's going on, have you keep in touch with us. And we look forward to talking with you again. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Tika, and here is the brand-new release by 2022.
There you go. His name is Tom Tika, T-I-K-K-A. That's by 2022 world premiere of A Love Letter to a Year. Hey, a little poetry off the top there, too. You never know what's going to happen on the David Bowers Awards. Right now, I'll tell you what's going to happen. We're going to get to some old friends of ours who are back for, who knows, I don't know, seventh, eighth time, however many times. We always love to have Wild Horse on the show. We're going to be talking to the boys right after we listen to their hot new track called Pray 89.
you go. It's called Prig 89, the band from England, Wild Horse, here with us now. Jack and Henry, come on in and say hello, boys. Hey. Hi there. Hello. Hey. Great to have you guys back on the show here again. And some great music. I've been, I, I, I'm really hung up on the fact that you guys have really been stretching your legs and really reaching out with a whole bunch of new sounds. I mean, there's literally no repetition in the tracks you've been pumping out the last couple of years. Now, Jack, you have been quoted as saying that Pray 89 is a song about the freedom of living a life where self-love is prioritized. Tell us what you mean by that. A song that's going to be on our album, which is coming out this Thursday, called When the Pool is Occupied. And... Yeah, Pretty Nine, we felt, really was kind of a title track to the album. I mean, for a start, it's got the album title and the lyrics. But second of all, it's just about, you know, loving yourself, uh, prioritizing your own mental health, and just how wonderful life can be once you do that. Um, I think, and that's basically what our new album is about as well. I mean, when we were writing it, we started at a time where things weren't great. You know, we started during COVID. Uh, we couldn't play live. It was not the best. And then as we, you know, as COVID went away and we were able to do gigs again and, you know, stuff like that, this song's got progressively more and more sort of upbeat and and happy. And uh, that's because we were more happy um, towards the end of writing it. So, yeah, that song and the, the album in general is really just about, it's about a process of finding yourself. And yeah, we're very proud of it. Well, I am real proud of what you guys have been doing. And we've been getting some some good reports from over on your side of the pond. I know Mary at Breck on Eye Reviews is really high on you guys. John Bon Jovial, you're sitting there entirely too quiet. I know you want to get in here and talk with the boys, so do it. Oh, no, I was just busy, you know, contemplating my navel, and that was about it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope hey. I hope we didn't wake you up. <laughs> hey, he's loving himself. Well, it, 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 it's it, it's been a long day. I'll put it to you that way. Jack Henry, <laughs> hey guys, great to have you back with us again. It's been how long has it been? About a year, a year and a half or something like that. Uh, about a year, yeah, I think. You know. had you guys back on. And I I tell you what, Cray eighty nine. I I really like the tunes. The first time I've heard it. And I know that we've told you this in the past, but by design, I don't get to hear the music beforehand, uh, so we can get a you know a good, honest you know knee jerk reaction. And I really like this because there's just a, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a really nice subtle reggae influence to this, and musically, I think it really really makes it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's. Um... Throughout the whole of our new album, there's loads of reggae influences. Um, yeah, we, we love reggae and all sorts of other genres. Uh, but yeah, definitely, there's a big reggae influence in that song. And it really, you know, it stands out. Now, I know in the past you've uh, incorporated the reggae influence into your music. But, you know, to me, this is done in such a way where not only are you, you know, doing the Marley thing, but also you're just incorporating some very nice rock and roll riffs in there and combining the two, which you would think would be an easy thing for a musician to do. But I, I think in reality, it's not, I think to do it successfully and not a mediocre way, uh, you got to be pretty good at what you do. And 
you know, we've watched you guys grow over the years and just, you know, the, the progression of your music, the maturation of the sound, uh, you're, you know, it's, it's, it's really great. When David told me that you were going to be on the show, I was very excited about that because we've always enjoyed talking to you guys. Yeah, same here, uh, John. It's an absolute pleasure to be back on this show. We always enjoy chatting to you guys over there. Um, we, yeah, I've got to be honest, from, from where I'm sitting, um, we've, we've really, um, taken this, this album to a new, to a new level, really. Like, in terms of the writing and, and what we're now doing, it, it's, uh, it's really exciting for us. And it's, it's been, as, as my brother said, it's been tough over the last two years now. But we, you know, we're so excited to, to get this out into the open. And we just can't wait for, for everyone to um, to enjoy it and consume it. And uh, hopefully we'll be coming over your way soon and doing doing a doing a proper tour. Well, that would be awesome. That you, uh, would be that'd be wonderful. Just just leave the backstage passes at Will Call. We'll pick them up. Definitely, definitely <laughs> would like to be there when that happens. <laughs> that, of course, that's that's cool. <laughs> and, you know, we're talking about about your maturation, the way you have matured musically over the time that we've known you, which is I don't know uh, now four or five years or however long it's been. And you have I know yeah. most of the artists that have kept in touch with us and that we have followed, uh, we can see the trending and the the way they mature and move on. But in your case specifically, it is really noticeable from one album to another. The fact that, uh, as I mentioned before at the top of this discussion, the fact that you have very little repetition, you're always stretching out, reaching in a little bit different direction, if not a totally different genre uh, within the rock genre. Uh, you're reaching out, trying new stuff, and growing as you do it. I was listening to the instrumentation in uh, in Prey, and I, I love it, the, the instrumental work, the way you mesh that instruments together. Uh, Tom, who was on before us, Tom Tika from Finland, uh, had mentioned that in his last track, uh, a bass riff that was in there, which I really love. And anybody that knows me knows that I love a good bass guitar when it's when it's played right and worked into the music. And that uh, your bass just works right into the music. It's not just your, you know, the, the simple thump, thump, thump type of thing. It, it, it's a working bass. And I, I really like that. Thanks very much, Mike. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I've, I've come a long way uh, personally with, with how I incorporate sort of my bass into the band. And, and with that song, it's, it's one of my favorites to play. It's really, like you say, it's a working bass line. It, it's nothing too fancy, but it, it gels into the music. And it also, me and Ed, so our drummer, we, we work together. We're, a, we're a, a unit, you know, and I don't think we could play quite as well without one another. So um, it, it's nice having that sort of that ha having that sort of dynamic, and then obviously Jack up on front. And yeah, we're just as I say, we, we just can't wait to, to deliver this to the world, really. Well, I can understand well, you know, that having listened to it, John. Go ahead. Yeah, not to not to say, take anything away from any of the bandmates because you guys all work your asses off on this thing. And it's really obvious to listen to the quality of the, uh, again, the coordination that you guys have with each other. But I've always been of a belief, because I do play guitar, not well, but I do play guitar, and I have always been of the belief that the bass guitarist is one of the hardest working guys in the band because it's a thread that is constantly being woven 
and can't you can't back mm-hmm. off. You have to predict what you know your bandmates are going to do and and stay two or three steps ahead of them. So just that alone, uh, I see a huge difference between today. And I think I'm going to correct you here, David. Today and the first time you came on to our show, which I believe was about six or six and a half years ago, because it's back when we were still doing the two-hour once-a-month show. Oh, well, that's and, very possible. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and so to, you know, to listen to this band now, I really wish that we could hear you over here on either terrestrial radio or, you know, the Sirius XM satellite radio, uh, because I think your music, you've gotten to a point where you guys are going to go far with it. Thank you so much. That, that means a lot. I mean, especially when you talked about um, just how how um, good you thought the track sounded, because um, with this album, it was actually our first time producing um, it all ourselves oh. as well. So, um, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, it was, we decided when we started recording this, um, we were going to go into a studio. But then in England, another lockdown came in literally a couple of days before we were supposed to go into the studio. So we thought, you know Ouch. what? So we put together a budget studio in our in our home and we just recorded it. And yeah, we, we tried things and uh, yeah, we managed to come up with this. Well, I congratulate you guys. experimenting, I must add. Yeah, like hey. we, we really branched out with uh, with with our sounds and stuff because we were doing it it was all homegrown we had so much time to change things up didn't we and, and if there was something we didn't like we could just go and alter it so sure um yeah definitely um that worked out a treat for us well don't stop doing that keep that in the back of your mind when you get too busy and you don't have time to experiment you know kick yourself in the rear end and say wait a minute when we had to have the time we had all that time we experimented, and we grew, and we come up with new stuff, and then go back and give yourself the time to do it. Don't take that away from you. We found that with a lot of the guests we had during the hiatus, during the uh, pandemic, uh, when they couldn't do anything. They spent a lot of time writing and creating, and uh, I think it's a, something good that has come out of the pandemic, the fact that artists have actually had the time to be more introspective and and more creative and find out, you know, find things about themselves that they didn't know they could do and take new directions, new paths. I think that's a great thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm the, I'm the perpetual optimist. I'm always looking for the good side of stuff. Now this album that you have now that is out, what uh, I think you said it's coming out Thursday. That is when the pool is occupied. What did you mean with that title? Yeah. So the title has a pretty interesting meaning. When we started writing this album, we had no idea that it was going to be an album. We were just writing a load of songs that we come up with. And, um, well, it actually started with, we had 200 songs that I'd written over the space of two months. And, um, Only 200? We had to, it, yeah, <laughs> so we had a lot of work to do. So we just started recording them. And eventually it became very clear as writing and recording went on that a clear process from being in a bad place to working on yourself and prioritizing self-love towards the end. There was a clear process, as I mentioned earlier. So we were struggling to find a name for the album. And our manager, Stephen, he was like, well, a lot of, a lot of um, album names have uh, are like lyric titles, um, like Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd, for example. And we were like, 
Yeah, that's true. So what lyrics sounds really cool for a name. And then Stephen was like, when the pool is occupied, that sounds really good. And then from there, it took on this whole meaning of uh, of finding yourself and like self-love. And yeah, that's basically what it means. It just, we felt that it incorporated the whole theme of the album really well. Well, it really did. And I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the album. I've heard the two tracks, the one we just played at Prey 89 and also the one we're going to be playing here in a moment. Now tell the folks how they can find the album, you, your history, how they can keep track of you and also to get your music. Yeah, of course. So first off, everything, you can find everything, music, uh, merch, um, our social media, everything. If you go to our website, which is www.wildhorse-rockbands.com and then our Instagram is at wildhorseuk, same as Facebook, at wildhorseuk. Our Twitter is at wildhorserockuk and then we're available on all major platforms for streaming, so Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Amazon, everywhere like that. If you want to buy a CD, Amazon is a place to go or on our website. Um, Yep, the album's coming out on Thursday. Uh, I just uh, want to add something to what Jack's saying, just be a little bit cheeky. Um, so we have a <laughs> mailing list on our website. If you go on there, you can pop in your email address. It's it's just like anything online that you sign up to. But the nice thing about our mailing list is we do um, regular uh, like giveaways. Um, we, we do quite often, so we'll give away like a free band T-shirt or maybe a copy of the album. Um, and we also just give away lots and lots of discounts and promotions and whatnot when it comes to our shows. So definitely uh, definitely hop on that. Sounds like a plan, something to look forward to on your website there. Everybody loves free. Guys, I want to thank you for coming back again and sharing your new album with us. We'll look forward to the next time, ladies and gentlemen. They call themselves Wild Horse. The new album is When the Pool is Occupied. And here is something that these guys have definitely worked on, built up, and have no lack of. It's called Confidence.
you go. It's called Confidence. The band is Wild Horse from over in the UK. Uh, some old friends of ours, and we're so glad that they were able to come spend some time with us. That one, you know, talking as you were, John, about the reggae influence on the Prey 89 track. This one, I get much more of a blues influence, blues rock. Oh, yes, that's very evident. And the way that they're able to infuse styles independent of each other. That's very impressive. It says a lot. These guys yeah, have really, I know we, we, we use the M word a lot with them, but they yeah. really haven't matured a yeah, lot. Absolutely. They're doing, I, they're, doing a, they're fantastic. I really like the fact that they are able to move to different styles. They don't get into you know, one rut and play that one style of music. Uh, really impressed with Wild Horse, as I was with our first guest, Tom Tika. We thank them both for guesting on the show. We look forward to both of them coming back and being with us again in the future. And we look forward to you being back here next week. John Bon Jovial, time to take us home. Well, I think that's a capital idea, sir. Folks, you did it again. You spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and we really are very, very appreciative of your attendance. The David Bowers Awards. We are broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Health USA in Naples, Florida, and from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and we're available for free on most of the major streaming services, including podpage.com forward slash the David Bowers Awards. You can help the David Bowers Awards support indie artists and music, their music, by clicking the link at the end of this episode on Anchor FM and making a donation. We sure would appreciate it. Click the uh, follow link on the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio, Anchor FM, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at uh, 12 p.m. on WRFZ FM 106.3. That's Rochester Free Radio at noon Eastern and Blog Talk Radio Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and all of the crew of morons here at the Radio Ranch, this is the legendary John Bon Jovial saying, be good to yourself. Go get that booster. It's kind of important. And we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.